Greetings, Grapple fans, and welcome to the latest edition of Let Me Tell You Something, where myself, Lorcan Mullen, and my brother from another mother, Simon Cross, work through every match that Dave Meltzer's rated five stars or higher. We're on the same date as we were the previous match with Tyler Bate versus Volta in NXT UK, but we're in an entirely different continent and, more importantly, time zone about five or six hours later. As the final AEW show before the debut of their t- weekly TV show Dynamite occurs. And what is the match, the second AEW match, to achieve not only five stars, Simon, but as the other match of this night, five and a quarter stars. Oof, he loves just whacking that on. Two five stars. What are we covering, Simon? We're covering returning to the list, uh, the Young Bucks, against Debutants, uh, Pentagon Jr., with fellow Debutants. I don't know why I'm doing it like that. Ray Phoenix. Way too much. Yes. Is it Ray Phoenix or Ray Phoenix? Phoenix or Phoenix. Mm. I'm not sure. It's. The, I think it's meant to be Phoenix. The Phoenix. Lucha Brothers. And also, I'm never sure what name Pentagon has at any one time. Uh, I know at one point he was El, C- El Penta Sierra Medo, or you know, which is his main yeah. catchphrase and something he returns to throughout this whole show. Sierra. He's a Pentagon Junior. In AEW. Yeah. That's his name. Basically, Lucha Libre Wrestling and AAA in particular have weird feelings about copyright laws. Mm. As evidenced by the recent debut of Sin Cara. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it means without face, doesn't it, Sin Cara? It also means trademarked. I mean, they could argue that that is literally what what that guy is now. He's wearing a mask. He's without a face. So they're just describing him. So this is brothers against brothers. And that is the over... Not only is it brothers against brothers as the overriding theme of this match. The also, It also essentially... Is, is that a shoot or is that kayfabe? About that the is Lucha? shoot. The, sh- the ah. Lucha brothers are brothers. That so, does yeah. explain their chemistry. Yeah. Uh, it was meant to be a bit of a secret for a while, but then there was just... Because Pentagon made a huge name for himself as a singles guy for the longest time. But then, you know, I think people became such fans of them individually that then they just thought we might as well tag team together. Um, and and they are... They also... I, what is fascinating is that they are... And it's essentially there from the very start of the match. They are mirror images of each other as well. To the point that the you know the Young Bucks turn up with lucha masks at the start and they're wearing <laughs> lucha masks against each other and they're trading sierra miedos and they're both a various po- it, it seems to be almost heels versus heels in this match the way the yes. both scenes acts well um, they hate each other <laughs> and yeah. it's beautiful um but it's also the dynamic of the team is di- the same in that the bigger brother the older brother is the more characterful colorful and less spectacular of the two, despite being spectacular. Whereas, yeah. and that by that I mean Matt Jackson on the Young Buck side and uh, Pentagon on the Luch Brothers side. And on the other side, you've got Nick Jackson and Ray Phoenix that are maybe two of the most physically 
athletically gifted wrestlers in the world right now, especially on the point of agility. Was that the match that was the singles match on AEW recently? Yes, I think Meltzer gave that one like four and a half or four and three quarter stars. Everyone should watch that. Watch it with I your eyes. I see a lot of Shawn Michaels and Nick Jackson. I, honest, I do sometimes wonder if Nick were to go singles, could he have matches of the caliber, singles matches of the caliber that Shawn Michaels has? Yeah. And not just because they have a passing physical resemblance as well. Yeah. I don't have that doubt. I, I, he could do that. Mm. Like Ray, like Ray Phoenix as well. Um, Phoenix, sorry, it's gonna happen a lot. Mm. Um, he easily could be. Like, I mean, I know they were single stars previously, but one. Of, I love Pentagon Junior. And oh yeah, he's the one of the coolest looking wrestlers in the world. The incorporation <sighs> of both mask and face paints. Yeah, um, and contacts sometimes as well. Yeah, and his gimmick, like his gimmickry, his his character, his charisma. His wrestling that can fuse a combination of lucha libre, but also submission mat work mm. as well, coming from the which is also the other Mexican tradition. Like pretty much, if you want to be good at lucha libre, you essentially have to first be trained in amateur wrestling before you can then go into the the other stuff. I think even oh. guys like Rey Mysterio Jr., who you never really see do it, except for sort of the knuckle lock sequences, of which we get quite a lot in this match. Um. They they all have to have grounded ground experience. Like they need to be able to work the map before they can fly through the skies. Well, that's how you learn transitions, and you're and, doing mid air transitions with yeah, a lot of lucha libre moves, so it makes sense. And the Pentagon uh, has that had that awesome run in lucha underground, and his trademark thing was the arm break move and everything. Yeah, which he still uses occasionally. But it's less of what he's known for now. It's he's not his finisher. for being in the tag. But I'm just wondering about other brother combinations, and I think the best ones do offer something different. One being more the character, one being more the wrestler. You think of Terry Funk, the wild man, with his more sensible older brother, Dory. <laughs> just some cowboy Like boy. I said, it's, it's the sheriff and the and the wild drunk, yeah. but they're in the same... They're, they're brothers, so they have to look out for each other. Um, you've got Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. Matt Hardy. Matt the more... I mean, they've both got their weird one. characters to them, but, you know. <laughs> Just a bit. Yeah, but Jeff Hardy is the daredevil. And again, older brother, younger brother, the one that's more wild is the younger brother. Yeah. In these instances as well. Um. Yeah, and trying to think of some other brother pairings. I can only think of storyline ones now, and it's bothering me. Yeah, yeah, because you're thinking of Edge and Christian and the Dudley yes. and everything. Yes, that is exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're just, um, I don't know which one of the Mulkey brothers was the, uh, <laughs> and which one wasn't. Um, I guess the Rougeau's a little bit, Jacques was usually a bit more spectacular out of the two. I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe not. Uh, but anyway, let's move on past that. Um, what you'll what you have to say in this match is no one puts a foot wrong there's nothing close to what looked like a botch to me, I think. There might have been one that I put in brackets as that botch. But I think that might have actually been from the previous match that I never... There... There is... There are there, awkward, there is little one. awkward... Well, I guess you can argue what's a botch was that Nick Jackson plummets through one table instead of two towards the end. Yeah, that looked gnarly as hell. Yeah. That horrible bump. Oh. It shows you how important it is to just measure it just right. You know, they'd obviously place the ladder six inches too far away to the point that he has to Nick kind of has to jump and catches his foot on the rope 
And so, he's, he's like, not, so his fall is a lot harder and faster and nasty looking. Yeah, it sort of has to fling his body further forward. Mm. And maybe the ladder itself wasn't quite tall enough. Yeah, as but well. he's fine, thankfully. Mm. But like, throughout this match, there are these stereo sequences where one person from each team is doing a move to the other person. But yeah. it's not stereo moves from the same team. It's stereo moves from one from each other team. Usually it's Matt and, again, usually it's Matt and Pentagon or it's Nick and Ray Phoenix. It is one-upsmanship, isn't yeah. it? It's like, oh, you're going to do this to me. I'm going to do that to your well, mate. Well, it's not even one-upsmanship. It's just matching it blow for blow. And it's like, they even do the similar, like, uh, trademark rolling cutter to get someone off the ladder very early on. But that's oh, almost... Yeah. That feels a little bit too... Again, it's that whole thing of choreography. Like, yeah. It's a very choreographed match. Like, and AEW tag matches have that criticism in general, yeah. I think. But, well, tag matches in general, I think, have that criticism a lot of the time. Mm, I notice it a lot in AEW. Like, that is a, a well, thing. Well, apparently I... to the point that Chris Jericho's had to recently call a meeting and, and claim seniority and say, you've got to start respecting the tag rules here. Well, it makes sense. Mm. Like, And he he has been a stickler for that in the past. With Jericho, he, um, when Vince apparently um started enforcing tag rules really strictly um he you made Jer- make sure big show was always holding the rope when he like reached across the ring and like swatted some guy mm. it's like details yeah. jericho is a very detail obsessed man yeah so that's not but it's not about jericho this is about this. it's not it's about uh, tag team actually. just like how we said there was like that merging of jap lucha uh in the 90s uh with things like like Tajiri and super crazy and guerrero and malenko's and and ultimo dragon jushin liger and, and dr wagner jr and koji kanemoto all those sort of things um this has now been this fusing of lucha and american indie style wrestling yes which obviously has been greatly influenced by both the junior by a lot of that jap lucha style as well but with its own american uh wilder character work as well it's and, like there's a third colour in the paint pot now. Yeah, yeah. So this is like a, a merging of lucha and indie, essentially. Yeah. Which is in itself, obviously. With with the young bucks doing lots of lucha moves, like like we were saying, the knuckle locks, like jumping the rope sequences that you'll see yeah. throughout the match. But also that that high spot, um, stringing of and and also gimmick match match nature that the ladder match offers that the the lucha brothers have had to adapt to. Mm, like the spears into the yeah. tables. Like, that's a very indie spot, isn't but it? Yeah. Like, to do that through the ropes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like stunt sequence after stunt sequence or, or, or you know... Yeah, sequences after sequences. We, and it's very well paced, except that towards the end, like, there are a few times when they just have to stop and set things up for the next... Yeah. You know, like Nick Jackson laying out two tables. And the only reason he's doing that is for himself to go through those tables... He's no, Chekhov's gutting himself. Yeah, basically, yeah. Thought I'd beat that one. Mm. Um, and that is the problem with like, some ladder matches now, because you do try and do some crazy stuff. Yeah. And fair play, if you're capable of it, you, you will want to do it. Actually, they're also a little bit more handicapped than those sort of matches you have now, because those are usually matches with like six to eight people, whereas mm. this is just two. And, and I think pretty much everything's about pairing, so it's not like they're doing up like yeah, it's not one against one or, or anything like that. It's with two resting two, and then two you rotate. Two, yeah, 
like they, they like to the try and incorporate the teams being involved as much as they can for long stretches. Except for the part towards the end where Matt Jackson and Pentagon both get wiped out and it essentially briefly becomes a Nick Jackson, Ray Phoenix singles match. Yeah. Um, it is, that is the problem I think they have, as you say, because it, 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 it jars just a little bit, but it's still insane. Like, this is insanity. Yeah. Like not as not quite as like the silly insanity as yeah. we've seen with the Dragon Gate uh, Ring of Honor match or the six well, man tag dangerous match. Dangerous than those. This is yeah, yeah. There's, there's edge to it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, there's venom. There's there's, there's storyline to yeah. it. It's not just flips and fun. It's not bring your toy to work day as I say PWG is all the time. It's not um, an exhibition of athletic ability. Yeah, there's no real comedy spots in this match that much. Yeah. There's not much anyway, except for the opening where they're doing Sierra Meadow, but like a suck it. To the crotch. And everything, yeah. Love the way Sierra Meadows done by Pentagon. He will like drag it right across your face. He's going to yeah. go through someone's face one day doing it. And we'll say puta a lot. Yeah. I love that bit. I'm not going to translate that for you, Excalibur. <laughs> no, I don't think you would. <laughs> I think we get the He's sentiment. He's got a potty mouth. <laughs> he he really does. Lot. He yells a lot in this match. Yeah. His like presence. He's... Mm. He's, he's got such good presence. Well, I hope that... we'll get Secret Santa with him at some point in the Wait. That, cr- that weird, like, tiptoey, creepy walk he does across the ring. Mm. <laughs> he's such a weird bastard. But he's... You watch him. Whatever he's doing, you watch him. There is that sort of... Um... Mexican, I'm thinking of like the Dios de la Muerte visual imagery, especially with the skull yeah. um, face paint and everything. Ah, it's, it's for a man whose face is mostly obscured as well. Mm. Great facial expressions. Well, yeah, and he's got like the the special contact lenses to make his eyes yeah. look a bit weird. Whereas his brother is more conventional. The only difference is that he's a madman that will jump off the top of scaffoldings if it will. Or, yeah. or suicide dive into wives or widows of presidents of the company. <laughs> Wipe them out. I think that was he Ray gets... Phoenix. I hope I'm, not, I'm mixing him up now with another luchador. I could have sworn it was he him gets... that did that. One of my favourite things he does in conventional tag matches in AEW is the moment Pentagon's going for the pin, he will just launch himself at the non-legal dude for the other team. No matter where he is, he will find a way to throw himself at him. It's beautiful. Um, and it's great team wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can see, like, this is using tag team wrestling as an art form and, and them both pairing up in different ways and, and knowing where their partner's going to be and that, like, uh, telepathic trust of one another. That comes from blood, that does. That's mm. mad chem, fam. Mad chem. Oh, and it's, it's just such... Even though it is, like, a very, like, stunt spot to stunt spot, they really convey how much they fucking hate each other. Yeah. As well. I, uh, Pentagon's chops are nasty as hell, and he also has the nastiest sounding, at least, leg kicks in all of wrestling. Oh, he is brutal. <laughs> I, I don't want it to become a pure Pentagon loving, um, but I do love Pentagon. I love him so much. So, so much. Got do you think crack- he should be a single star in the future for AEW, or do you think he works within the tag ranks? Because uh, like, he was put against Kenny Omega at All In, so it's obvious that they see main event potential within him. Well, why wouldn't you? Mm. I see main event potential in him, so I think the option's there, and in the right circumstances, do it, pull the bloody trigger. Mm. Um, but 
it's not a slight on Phoenix, um, Phoenix, because Phoenix is easily a single star on his own. Mm. Like the Young Bucks, if if the Young Bucks for whatever reason had, it, it would make it for more for his in-ring work than his charisma or his look. Yeah, but he could. He's just as capable of making it just via different means. Mm. Is the point I'm trying to make? What I will also say for a, for for a Young Bucks Lucha Brothers match, they are surprisingly um, for them at least. Um, Penny pinching as far as super kicks go. It wasn't that much of a super kick party. No. It was like a super kick informal gathering. <laughs> a super kick box social. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that looks so good in that hat. <laughs> oh, I hope large portions of our fan base are Simpsons fans. Otherwise, we sound so insane when we do that. I assume that the demographics will probably appeal to... Dem numbers you know, don't it's, lie. It's just basically like Esperanto. <laughs> Shall we communicate in our weird twin language? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's meta. Ah, <laughs> uh, but no, you're right. There aren't many super kicks, and but what there is is innovation. There are spots in this that, like, either that, which was my main complaint against the NXT six man ladder match getting a five star rating. I didn't feel like it was giving anything new, especially mm. within the format of uh, WWE. Uh, ladder matches that we'd have for like the past decade from Money in the Bank. Yeah. Um, where it where it was different slightly was the um. There, there were a few spots that seemed new to me. It did have that story going through of mirror images, and mm. you know them both. They're basically matches for each other. They're they're warped like they're warped versions of each other. Yeah. Even within the dynamic of the teams, and that was a story they were telling. But there were also innovative spots, I thought, in the match, or at least moments that surprised you. That there wasn't the like we were saying that there are moments where they're doing awkward setups for things that need to happen in the future, but aren't really logical in that moment. But just little moments like um, Matt Jackson hitting like a sequence of Northern Light suplexes onto a ladder. I'd never really seen anything like that before. Um, Phoenix springboard running Nick Jackson onto the ladder, but then also Oof, when, got Matt, that. when Matt Jackson uh, whips Pentagon towards the ladder and Pentagon is able to baseball slide to the outside, but Nick Jackson sees that coming and then does like a triple jump plancher to him on the outside using the the ladder against the corner as a as a bouncing off point, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have surprised it surprises the audience in the match, yeah. you know? I haven't seen a guy of Pentagon size do a sling blade off a ladder. I have seen it, but never a guy that tall do it. Mm. As well, so that's quite cool. Um and Phoenix doing the same move himself again like that anything you can do again him following up on his equivalent of the other team, but then turning into a, an Orihara moonsault off the top rope instead. <laughs> His balance is insane. Mm. In, I, 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 there's only one other man in the world I could think has about two actually, sorry, who have balance like that, and that is Will Ospreay and Ricochet. Mm. Mm. And that triple threat would like, oh Christ, the internet would set itself on fire. Um, like Pentagon doing a sling blade where he leaps from his side of the ladder to the other side. That was something I hadn't seen before. I'm not saying these are like the first time we've ever seen these in the mat in mm. any match, you know. It's the first time I've seen them. Another one, um, I will tell you one I have seen before, but it was a really well executed one. Mm. Um, it seems, as I say, a staple of 2019 five star matches. Uh, Pentagon's Canadian Destroyer 
off the ladder through the table purely because you could see how safe he did it yes that was true actually you could see he took his ass took the whole of it yeah essentially uh, that was a very awkward way of uh, phrasing it um but then you could see that like nick matt's head is no like maybe a foot off he's essentially just done a moonsault uh himself in that moment and not even had to go through the table himself in that moment either it's, it's, yeah, reminiscent of how, all the work. it's reminiscent of how Bubba Ray Dudley would always work a powerbomb of a woman through a table, you know? Oh, yeah, well, you see it Where with May Young. absorb it, you know? Yeah. Much to May Young's annoyance. <laughs> she's, she's, May he, wanted, Young. he wanted Bubba to take him off the top of the cage. Yeah. May Young is one of the hardest bastards that ever lived. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, like you say, the hatred of each other and like the taunting of each other. Like Nat, Nick Jackson sets up Pentagon on one table... And on the other side of the outside of the ring, uh, Phoenix has set Matt Jackson on the other side, and they both climb to the top of the ladder, and they're essentially saying, "If you do that to him, I'm doing this to him." And it's like, "All right, then <laughs> we've got to do it." And then they both splash their opponents through the table. And it's where, this is the part where the venom kicks into another gear in the match because um, Phoenix takes a nasty DDT, like sort of tornado DDT, to the floor, mm. and then. Not immediately after, but one of my favourite bits of Venom is uh, when Nick's got the sharpshooter yeah. on Pentagon, and then he just pins him under the ladder. Yeah, does Matt, and then Matt cross faces him as well, and it's like that was oh. really clever use of the ladder as well. You know, that's innovation. That's lovely. And then the way they get out of that spot is obviously with Phoenix going, "Hang on, they're all tied up," and yeah. just running up the ladder, and the book's going, "Oh shit!" Mm. <laughs> Beautiful. A utterly beautiful moment. Um, then there's that horrible uh, table bump that we talked about, where he like I think he catches, as you say, he catches his leg on the rope. But yeah. frankly, there was if there wasn't a table there, that would have been far worse. I feel. Mm. Thankfully. Um, yeah. So Matt Jackson and Pentagon start fighting on the ladder, and then Matt Jackson does the ultimate Rudo move, Ooh. taking off Pentagon's mask, and we see a brief glimpse of his. Cropped hair cut yeah. and face. Now there's a haircut you could say. And that watch. again, it's like the crowd booing the young bucks. And it was that weird. We were in that weird period pre AEW where what were these guys with their faces or heels? You know, like was Dustin was Cody a heel or was he a face? It wasn't yeah. quite clear. Was Brandy a heel or a face as well? You know, and um, you know, and, and with this one, it is like they that that was the the ultimate heelish move to win a match. And, like, yeah. it feels like if you'd done that in AAA, you know, you could have basically caused a riot at that moment. Oh, a knife would have been thrown. <laughs> or a bag of piss, or both, or a car battery. And then Ray Phoenix comes flying in, and Matt Jackson's able to super kick him mid-flight, yeah. which is something he's done before, I know that much. Um, and though, so Pentagon, with just one hand, has to push Matt Jackson off the ladder and then he's trying desperately to put the mask on in time so it's, i think they could have done more of a race against time really at that point with yeah. like ray phoenix being left on his own but the problem is that nick jackson's just out of it at that stage so i guess it's as much matt jackson needs to take P- pentagon out if he can so if you can't put him through a ladder in that moment well he can take his mask off and yeah. do it in a different way it's the moment he gets his mask back on you yeah. can just see that you fucking crossed a line out of now. him yeah. And that's where we see the spike, double stomp, package pile driver onto a ladder. Uh, the in the match. And that's just it. And it's quite, I'm surprised at how slow the climb is then for the Luchas to claim the belts, but they do, you know? 
there's like it's I not, like it's that. Not the most it's not the most you know, I think like the gold standard of that like last second climb, can they do it in time? Yeah. Remains basically the first famous ladder match of Shawn Michaels being trapped in the ropes trying to get himself out of it in time whilst And he flings slowly. himself. Yeah. And how he timed second. it just perfectly to be loose at the moment Razor's dropping down, you know? Yeah. Like they've never been no one's ever been able to beat that really for an exciting final climb mm. that I can think of off the top of my head anyway. But I I like it when there's not like a uh, a frantic climb sometimes. The fact that they were able to you slow know what the I mean? climb. It's, like, it's, not, it's less satisfactory. It's, it takes a lot longer to be satisfied than a one, two, three. It's like the yeah. problem you have with the Money in the Bank matches, just to go to that one, is that you know that no one's claiming the ladder. No one, if Everyone keeps grabbing at the case until the genius suddenly realizes, oh, I've got to unhook this thing first to get the case. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like swagger, where you're still, you're still working on it as we speak. Yeah. Bless him. Not his strong suit. You know what I mean? That's like the other that's the other annoying aspect to it. You know, you, it can, is. Tell, you can tell the difference between the climb for tension and the climb for the belt, really. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's true of pretty much every but ladder that's match. That's true of every ladder match, except for the Sean Razor one, really. I do like the slow climb here though, because it's like, right, these guys really crossed the line. I've gone through a war. <laughs> yeah. We've let you know you've crossed the line. Like we can just take our time here. I don't think that's why they were doing it. I think it was just they physically no. weren't and capable yeah. of climbing any faster. And your point, and your point as well. They were battered also, but there's an element of like, right, you guys disrespected us to that level. What do you we think? Took of, care like, they're not even given a second to celebrate. Essentially, before we go into a post-match angle with the debut of uh, Santana and Ortiz, proud and powerful. Mm. Although would. I think they've stopped using that in recent weeks, so I don't know if there's something behind that. I don't know. Um, they don't really make many allusions to it. Mm. I, I think they've just like Santana Ortiz is same number of like words, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think actually thinking about it, I think they've taken that off of their theme. I can't mm. remember the words to their theme being played recently. I'm going down a garden path. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you could let it soak. In. <laughs> yeah, you could let it soak in a bit more. But on the flip side, it's not your federation's titles, so fuck them. So, does this get five stars from you, Simon? Uh, well, I have used this pretty much this exact wording before. It is getting five stars from me oh. because it is a five star ladder match however I, I i will give you guys a small spoiler alert it will not be in my top 10 yeah it doesn't quite get it from me i'm not quite there i just i thought it was incredible i thought it was better than pretty much you know it was a lot better than the nxt one that got five stars if you ask me yeah but um i still see the gold standard as like those tlc and especially the double ladder match where they're, where they're redefining a genre. And I don't feel yeah. like this is redefining anything. It's like classic. And they don't really put a foot wrong. So in that sense, it's faultless. But it's just not what I'm looking for, you know? You have different criteria for ladder yeah. matches than me, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I'm not the hugest fan of ladder matches anyway because they've become so prevalent. Mm. I think a ladder match should be used very sparingly. And to be fair, to, I don't think AEW have done a ladder match since then, have they? 
Like, I think you should have been like in the old days of Ring of Honor, where there was basically one ladder match, like, every two or three years, essentially. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was one thing we didn't talk about, the, the spots involving diving through the ladder. The first time I remember seeing that was the, the Briscoe brothers were against El Generico and Kevin Steen, where Mark Briscoe did a doomsday device clothesline diving through the ladder. Jesus. Uh, but with this one, we saw, but again, obviously Phoenix and, and Nick Jackson, I'm trying to remember what the spot was. But it was just insane what they did. Um, um, it ends up with the guy doing a spear to the outside through a ladder. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Can't remember which guy. Incredible accuracy, anyway. Again, yeah. Body control and, and body placement and everything. It was incredible. Just not quite for me. But if someone thought that was their f- a five star ladder match, I can understand that argument. Yeah. I haven't seen many better ladder matches in this decade, really. Um, <laughs> I don't think but- there are any. Anyway, Simon, what is our penultimate? Like a like a Parker fountain painted in the paint of Jim Helwig. Our penultimate match of the series <laughs> is going to be what? Now, it's 50-50 because I don't really have my spreadsheet in front of me. So, it's, it's going to take place in PWG. We go. At the Battle of Los Angeles. Semi-final. And it's uh, Bandido taking on Dragon Lee. Yes. Two people that we've seen on this show on this uh, list before. Two Lucha Libre wrestlers, Luchadors. But this is their first time against each other on this list. And it's a very important one. And it takes uh, the number of multiple Federation um, appearances... On our list to three off the top of my head. No, f- uh, five. Sorry, five. In oh, terms in of a people row. who have been on our list, no, people who have been on our list that have done it in more than one Fed. Uh, um, yeah, I guess so. Bandido making his PWG debut, I think. Uh, sorry, D- Dragon Lee making his PWG. Yeah, Bandido's done it in uh, New Japan PWG. So has Dragon Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dustin Rhodes has done WCW and AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jun Yakiyama. And Mitsuharu Misawa did... Uh, Kenta Kabashi, I think. Kenta sorry. Well, Kenta Kabashi has three, technically. Yeah, ah, Kenta Kabashi is the only one with three mm. as well. Uh, they did, obviously, um, Noah and All Japan, mm-hmm. those guys. Well, that's some geekery and stats. We'll try and get some a lot more of those to you in our wrap-up episode, which is a mere two episodes away now, if, if everything goes according to plan. This time last year, actually, at time of recording, uh, Dave Meltzer was just handing out his last five-star match of 2018 to Tanahashi and Osprey against Omega and Ibushi. Oh, yeah. So it could still happen. But until then, if people want to get in touch with us with any extra five-star matches that they think Dave Meltzer might have given that we've missed and we can curse their name for all eternity, how can they get in touch with you, Simon? They can get in touch with me on Twitter where I'm sending a Simon Cross free, free for the number of promotions that Kent Kabashi has had a five-star match in. My name's Lorcan Mullen. That's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for apparatus. N for nachos. That's my Twitter account, Instagram, Facebook, Let's Box. If you put an at gmail.com at the end of it, that's my email address. Get in touch with the show. It's lmtyspod at gmail.com. Lmtyspod is also our Twitter handle. But there's nothing left to be said at this point after our 140th five-star match. Although we didn't cover all 140, unfortunately, Simon. But we, what we can say at that point, this point is that my name is Lorcan Mullen. 
And my name's Simon Cross. Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a five and a quarter star time. Until the next time. Us, though. Whatever you set your mind to, you can do that, do that. On the ground for